Hi everybody, Megan here with Geeking Poetic Podcast, and I am here to discuss this week's episode of Ahsoka, which is number four, Fallen Jedi. I thought it was a super fun episode, a lot of action pack into it, a lot of backstory maybe, even hints of backstories, uh, some fun theories of where things are going, and we're going to get into all of that in a minute, but first I just want to acknowledge I'm here by myself this time. I kick Larry out. Actually, he's overseas being a kick-ass rock star, so, but he will be back with us next week, but he's actually still here with us. He made me a video of his thoughts before he left, so we're gonna jump into that in a little while. After we do our traditional recap, try to keep this pretty brief, and we're gonna talk about the highlights and the lowlights that we saw in this episode, uh, along with some of those theories as well. But first, I want to thank you guys for liking and subscribing and following us. Make sure you share. We love it when you guys share, and we love when you guys comment. Uh, so make sure you leave in your comments on if you agree with us, you don't agree with us, maybe something that we missed, uh, any anything. Theories, all this stuff. We love hearing all this stuff and talking about it with you guys. So please send it our way. And also, I just want to give you a heads up. This is going to have a ton of spoilers in it. So if you do not want it spoiled, you have not watched episode four yet, pause it now, go watch it, and then come back once you're caught up. So until then, we will see you in a moment. All right, are they gone? Okay, all right, so let's go on. So we start off on Ahsoka and Sabine's ship, and Hu Yang is doing his best to get this thing up and going. Uh, they're trying to get the comms going to reach Hera and whoever else is out there to try to get some help because they are in some really bad shape right now. Uh, meanwhile, Ahsoka and Sabine are like, we need to find this ground base. We need to find what's going on. Is the map still here? We gotta, we gotta map this out. Uh-huh see what I did there but so they're talking about all that and Ahsoka comes to realization like look we either have to probably make a decision if it comes down to it we destroy the map just so Thrawn does not come back we cannot let that happen but unfortunately that means Ezra will be lost for all time we will never get Ezra back and she needs to know Sabine is on board with that. She needs to come to terms with that now because that is a real possibility is shaping up to be. Uh, and Ahsoka thought, ask her, can I count on you? And Sabine's like, oh yeah, sure, I, yeah, absolutely you can count on me. It's false, no way, not this time. We created it. Meanwhile, back in the ruins, we got Morgan and Balin, they're discussing everything. And Shin and Merrick show up, say, hey, we found them, we know where they're at. And they're like, all right, go take care of them then. Why are you wasting time here? And one of them makes a comment that like these droids and stuff are not gonna do anything to them. They're gonna make short work of them. And Balin's like, don't worry, Shin, you will hold them back. You're gonna be the, the driving force here. And so off they go on their merry way. So meanwhile, back at the ship, Hu Yang is outside doing his best to get the ship up and going again. And he gets attacked from behind by this droid. Fuck this droid. That's not cool. You don't do that. But it's hilarious. He's like being banged against the side of the ship. He's going, help, help, help. Which is super cute, especially on David Tennant's voice. But he finds a way. He takes his little shoulder arm and knocks the power out on the ship. And Sabine's like, oh my God, this stupid droid. I can't believe you did this. She's like, so it was like, yeah, no, that's on purpose. Something's going down. So they run outside and quickly make short work of all these droids working together, doing awesome. I really enjoy the scene. We'll talk more about that later too, but I thought they were kick-ass working together and they made short work of them just like they predicted that they would. And so they decide, you know what? We really got to get to the ground base now because clearly something's happening. They don't want us here. 
So they're gonna go take off and Hu Gang was like, can, can, can I just ask one question? I just want to ask one favor before you girls go. Can you please just stick together? I just want you to stay together. You work better together than separate. You guys need each other. Please just stay together, okay? And the girls are like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yep, we're going to stay together. We're, we're going to go together now. We're going. We're going. Okay. All right. Together. We're going. Bye. And he's like, oh, good. You guys do so much better together. And so off they go together. So meanwhile, way back the other side of the galaxy we got Hera and she is going full-on rebel she's like once a rebel always a rebel her words which is awesome um, and she's got her crew together and everything and she's like you know what I'm not sitting around I'm disobeying orders I'm risking everything I don't care I cannot sit around and watch this happen I'm going to help and she takes Jason and she's got chopper in tow and they go off to help and Jason, it was so cute. He got to pull on the hyperdrive to you know, shoot him off into space. And he just looked so happy to be able to do that. So that was a super cute moment. Meanwhile, back at the ruins, Balin and Morgan are discussing the importance of these coordinates they're working on and how vital it is that they have to be accurate. Super accurate because if they're off just a little bit, they're gonna be lost to the voids of space for all of time. And Balin does not seem to want that to happen. And Morgan's like, you know what? You're just gonna have to have a little faith. I got my witch magic happening over here. We got this. Don't worry about it. Have some faith. And Balin's like, lady, I've lost my faith a long time ago. So back in the woods, Ahsoka and Sabine are running, 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 and they run into Shin and Merrock. And Sabine takes a look at Shin and she's like, you know what? This girl stabbed me. I don't like her. And she starts blasting away at her. And so they start, they're fighting and everything. And um, to me, it's more like they're running from each other. And it's like a cat and mouse thing the whole time. Meanwhile, Merrick and Ahsoka are off doing their thing, being badass Jedis and everything. And Merrick starts doing his, his twisty thing, like the Inquisitors do and everything, with his lightsabers. And Ahsoka's just kind of sitting there like, Mm -hmm. Go ahead, make your move. I'm ready. Do it. I dare you. And so he does, and she just went one fell swoop, and she, that was that. Into Merrick. All the rumors, all the theories we all had for him, no more. That's done. So he's like, shoots out all this green dust, uh, which from what I'm understanding is showing that he was being kept alive by the Night Sisters' magic. They resurrected him, brought him to life. So who knows who he actually was, if he was anybody. He may have just been Merrick. We don't know. Um, but he is no more. That is for certain. So meanwhile, Shin and Sabine are like, oh, crap, Merrick's gone. Okay. And Shin's clearly not happy about that. So they continue fighting. And Sabine's like, go, Ahsoka, go. Please go. You got to find the map. I got this. Don't worry. I got her. And Shin's like, you're going to regret saying that. Now. What did Hu Yang ask? Did he not just tell them, please stick together. You work better together. It's better if you're together. And they split up. Ugh. These are Ezra moments if I ever had them. Oh, okay, so they're split up now. Do not listen to Hu Yang. You always have to listen to Hu Yang. He knows what he's talking about, people, clearly. So she sees uh, Morgan's ship flying off. She's left Balin in charge of the ruins, make sure nothing happens to the map. And so Balin's like patiently waiting there. He's like, I've heard so much about you from Anakin. She's like, that's funny. I haven't heard anything about you. You clearly weren't important. I don't know you. And he's like, 
fortunately, Anakin was known by many people in the galaxy. He was very known, well known. Good thing a lot of people didn't live long enough to see what really happened to him. Because, you know, you, you deserted him and all that. So you, you let this happen to him. So he's turning out to know how to exactly poke and prod and get under people's skin to really get that dark side of them coming out. So it knocks them off guard. Um, so she's like, you know what? I'm not here to talk about my past. He's like, that's funny because I'm only here to secure the future. And she's like, what, for yourself? And he's like, nope, something greater than myself. And she goes, that's ambitious. And it's like she knows what he's talking about there, which was interesting to me, which we'll talk more about later. But then, of course, because they see opposite sides, they start fighting, which is epic. You know, he's clearly very strong and she's agile and quick. Uh, so it was a really good fight. That was a kick-ass fight, I thought. So meanwhile, back in the woods, Sabine like does this hand gesture like she's using the force. And I don't know if she actually used the force there because Sabine or Shin kind of reacts to it. But I don't know if she expected something to happen and then she didn't. Because then she turns back, she's like, wait a minute, you have no power. And she's like, she's like, why am I wasting my time over here? And she like, Batman bombs her, Sabine, and takes off into the woods, leaving Sabine like, where did everybody go? What's happening? Again, back at the ruins, Baylin's like fighting Ahsoka, poking and prodding her some more, making her feel bad and mad. She's being very mad. And about the time Shin shows up and she's like, oh my God, Sabine's like, Sabine's dead. She's got to be dead. You know, Shin's back. Where's Sabine? She's nowhere to be seen. So she gets really mad and she starts choking Shin and like throws her against this wall, which was pretty epic. I love that part. But Balin's like, you know what? Mm -mm. Done. Had enough of you. And he starts like really going at her and gets her right on the edge uh, of the cliff. And Sabine shows up about that time. And she's got the map saying, stop it. I'm going to destroy the map with my my blast and Ahsoka's like do it do it destroy the map do it they can't do anything you gotta destroy the map she's like pleading with her you gotta destroy it and Bane's like you know what I've had enough of all this and he disposes of Ahsoka over the side Ahsoka's gone and Sabine likes out the Star Wars no which is pretty epic but and she starts blasting away at Balin and he's like choo, 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 choo. it was really awesome like he knew where she'd be shooting and he was there before she even got there that was awesome but eventually he puts it away and he closes his eyes takes a deep breath and he like reads her he uses the force to read her doing that again and he's like you are all by yourself Ezra's the only family you have left Soka's gone now He's like, and she was your master, and she didn't listen to you, and because of that, your family is dead for that. So that kind of gives us some insight of maybe the, the rift between the two of them, why that would be, because I would hold out against somebody if they didn't let me go save my family, uh, especially after everything they've been through and rebels and all that. Um, I, I would be pretty peeved about that. I don't care about Jedi Order and not having you know connections to people and stuff like that. That's still my family. Don't fuck with them. But anyway... So he's kind of like getting to her and he's like, look, we can go get Ezra. We can go together. I'll take you with me. I promise nothing is going to hurt you. Okay, you're going to be fine. I'll reunite you with Ezra. Sabine eventually, slowly, she gives in. She actually gives in and gives him the freaking map back. So he goes on his way to put it back in so it can finish the coordinates. And meanwhile, Shin is like, no, I can't stand this lady. 
she starts force choking her. And Balin's like, no, you have to let her go. I promise. I keep my promises. Other, Not like her past master, but I'm keeping my promise. And Shin's like, I really don't want to do this. This is a bad idea. We should not be taking her with us. Um, she doesn't say any of that, but she's looking at it. She does not look happy at all. And she eventually behaves her master and releases Sabine. And so we got the coordinates now. Morgan is happy. And she sends a ship to go get them. And they're back on the, the master hyper drive thing they got going on up there. And about that time, Hera and her crew show up. It's like, yes, they're here. Just in time to save the day. Yay. And Morgan is like, we're not even engaging. I could care less if they're here. Let's just, we're here to get Thrawn. We got the coordinates. Let's go. We're done. Bye. And that's what they do. They shoot off into hyperspace and it knocks Hera's ships out of the way and a couple of them get destroyed because they knock into each other. And um, so that was, was a pretty fatal blow, even not engaging with them. She still took out several of them and probably hindered a lot of them with issues with their ships that they're gonna have to fix now before they can move forward. The bad guys win in this one, guys. They actually take off and we're left kind of holding our wounds, I guess. Um, speaking of wounds, I do believe I left out where Ahsoka, you know, she gets far enough away from Balin at one point where she's got a free range to the map. She shoots off to take the map and she grabs it and it's like burning her hand all Indiana Jones style. And she so hard she, she ends up dropping it because Balin's attacking her again. But that could be possibly useful in the future because once the coordinates are all gotten, Balin destroys. He takes his lightsaber and destroys that map so nobody can follow them. It took a really long time for his lightsaber to destroy that map. So I really don't think Sabine's blasters that she has would have worked on that anyway to actually destroy that thing. So maybe she knew that, I don't know. Then we go back to Ahsoka. Like, oh, okay, we were going to Ahsoka. I thought she was dead, but okay. And it looks like she's in the water. She's got the, the blue water around her. And then we kind of realize that's not quite water. Something's not quite right about that. And it turns out she's in the world between the worlds, guys, from Rebels. This is actually live action. We get to see this in real life. This is awesome. This is so cool. And she immediately hears Hello Snips, which is Anakin's nickname for her when she was his Padawan. And she's like, Master? Is that you? He's like, I didn't expect to see you so soon. And she turns around and there stands freaking Hayden Christensen in all its glory as Anakin. He's aged a little bit, looks a little off, but he's freaking there, guys. And then they cue the Darth Vader music and that's it. That's it, we, all we got. You you can't leave us hanging like that, guys. This is, oh, let's kill her. Now we have to wait a whole week. Not cool, not cool. But anyway, that was a great ending. Nice little cliffhanger for us. A uh, nice little nugget for us to all chew on and give us a ton of theories that we can start working with. So what I want to do now is turn this over to Larry. We're going to get his thoughts on all of this and then we'll come back and I'll discuss my thoughts on it and some theories. Welcome everybody. Larry here from Geeking Poetic Podcast. Man, I really wish I could be in the studio today with Megan to talk about episode four of Ahsoka because there is a lot to unwrap with this episode, but unfortunately I'm on my way out of the country. I've got touring to do with my band and I won't be back for about a week. So in the meantime, I'm just going to give you some of my thoughts, the highlights and the lowlights of this episode. I'm in my 
cave here of toys, so I figured this was a good setting for me to talk about Star Wars stuff since I have so much of it behind me, so let's get into it. First off, the highlights. I loved the battle sequences. It was really cool getting to see Hu Yang uh, get some punches in with some of those assassins that came after them. That was a lot of fun, even his little ow that he made when he, <laughs> when he was getting banged up and everything. That was awesome. It was really cool to get to see some insight more into the whole dynamic between Balin and Shin. Uh, I definitely think that we're going to see more dissension going on there between the two of them, especially on Shin's part. I think she's more and more showing that she's getting aggravated with her master, especially when he tells her to back off because he made a deal with Sabine. You could tell she did not like that at all. And I'll be interested to see where that goes. I also thought it was really interesting when Morgan Elsbeth makes the comment to Balin that, you know, he seems like he's scared and everything. And Balin basically is like, yeah, you know, I have a right to be scared. I, I'm really liking how they're unfolding that character. And they're still not really revealing what his ultimate plan is. Even later when he faces off against Ahsoka, and he's talking about how sometimes you need war to come in to destroy everything and start over again, that, that sort of thing. And I think that's an interesting concept because we've seen over and over again in the Star Wars universe how they keep so-called defeating evil and then it just keeps coming back because evil manifests itself in different ways. You have senators who are corrupt or they lack empathy and care for other people and it just keeps going over and over again and especially where the Jedi were concerned we have to remember this is still at a point where the whole Jedi concept and the good Jedi Knights and all that really hasn't come back into play with uh, most of the people out there they still look at it as an old hokey religion and a bunch of people who ultimately let them down. I enjoyed getting to see Sabine trying to fight and once again trying to hold her own against Shin. Obviously, she only did so well there, but I mean, we've got a lot of growth yet to come. But I still thought her action sequences, all the action sequences, were really, really cool. As I predicted, I had a feeling that Hera was going to go rogue and was going to be a rebel, as she said, once a rebel, always a rebel, and that she got the uh, X-Wing uh, squadron to go and help her try to go after the Eye of Cyan. That unfortunately didn't go so well, and I got a kick out of Jason's little comment about, I have a bad feeling about this. We gotta keep that tradition going. And, I have to admit, I got a kick out of the fact that Ahsoka pretty much disposed of Marok. So much for all those theories about who that was gonna be. Is it Starkiller? Is it Ezra? Well, no. Now he's just space dust, because she sliced him in half, and he just literally exploded like a party balloon, which I thought was kind of funny. But uh, that was a new one. I don't think we've seen that before. But that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, there was a lot of really good high points in this episode. Okay, now let me talk about some of the low points for me, some of the things that I didn't quite get or I'm feeling a little tentative about. First of all, they're continuing on, obviously, with the whole dissension between... Sabine and Ahsoka 
and I feel like to a certain degree they're pushing that too much. I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this will play off better later. But I just feel like there could be better understanding of what's going on there because they're just there's there's not really been any development. We're now four episodes in. And it's still just kind of the same thing. Ahsoka doesn't trust Sabine, and Sabine's frustrated and fed up with everything. And I, I, I'm really curious to see where they're going to go. It's not a major low point for me, but I really do hope that by the next episode we get to see some development. Plus, a bigger low point for me about this was I felt like... Sabine gave in way too easily to Balin after Balin supposedly defeated Ahsoka. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I felt like that was just almost too obvious. There's a part of me that really hopes that that whole thing was sort of part of a master plan maybe, you know, like they knew that was going to inevitably happen and maybe this is a way to get in there. I, I don't I don't know. It, that whole thing just didn't really sit really well with me. And I am excited. I guess this is both a highlight and a low light. I am excited to see Ahsoka back in that whole realm between the worlds or whatever it is like we saw in Rebels. She spends a lot of time there it seems like. Um, I think that's cool that they're bringing that back. I figured they were going to. And it's cool to see Anakin Skywalker again. Now, we knew Anakin was coming back. We knew Hayden was going to play the role again, but we didn't know if it was going to be in some sort of flashback kind of scene or, I don't know, some other kind of, some hallucination or something in her mind. We didn't know it was going to be this whole Between Worlds thing. And they left us with a big cliffhanger with it, so I'm really curious to see where they're going to go with that. I thought it was pretty cool just how happy Ahsoka was to see her master. Like, she, I have, when was the last time we saw her that happy, you know? Like, she just seemed so thrilled. So, that was cool. But, again, I'm, I'm just curious where they're going to go with this. I enjoyed the episode overall, but I'm feeling a little... I don't know, a little bit on the edge, no pun intended, sorry Ahsoka, you're getting knocked over the edge of that cliff there, but I'm feeling a little bit on the edge, uh, you know, kind of in between myself here in terms of am I happy with where this is going or am I unhappy? Now we're at that point in a series where everything seems to be kind of at a low ebb, you know, things go bad for Hera and her squadron. Things go bad for Ahsoka and Sabine. We're, we're at that point, and now, over the next couple episodes, is going to start presumptively building back up, you know, to something exciting and good, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just sort of unsure of where this is going. I did enjoy the episode overall. Um, I'm not sure if I enjoyed it more than last week's. Right now, I actually enjoyed last week's more, which is funny because just reading things online, I've seen people already saying that they thought this episode was way better than last week's, and I'm, I'm not sure if I agree about that one. But again, it's going to depend on where they go next week, and hopefully I should be back in town in time to catch 
the next episode next week, and then I should be back in the studio with Megan, and we can fully talk about this properly. But I just wanted to get my thoughts out there for all of you, and uh, please leave comments. Let me know what you think about my thoughts on it, if you agree or disagree. I'm totally open to hearing more from you about that. If I'm wrong, hey man, let me know, you know, because, you know, it's, it's just my opinion. But anyway... I will be back soon, and uh, I'm going to send it back over to Megan in the studio there. So, see ya. Bye. All right, that was some great feedback from Larry. It's good to see him. I haven't seen him in several days now. Several more days before he's even back in town. Hopefully, he'll be back in time for the next Ahsoka episode. Uh, so, he'll be back for the next one in person with us. I think we kind of mostly agreed on our highlights and lowlights maybe a little differences and whereas he doesn't really see where this is going I have maybe some ideas some theories that I've heard tossed around that may or may not happen so my highlights here were Hu Yang I, I just love that dude he's so much fun he's such a character and I love that his character shows in his eyes or he squints He's like looking in the tree line and when he's fighting he's like looking like he's mad and stuff like that and that's not how droid eyes work he just shouldn't need to squint to see better or anything like that but it just shows character and i i just love this little guy and again how he just yelled help when help 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 it it cracks me up i love everything about this character uh secondly would be the fight scenes uh, mostly i love those i love uh outside the ship whenever sabine and ahsoka were fighting they were fighting together sabine uses her, her grappling hook to pull that one in and then pulls them right onto ahsoka's lightsaber i really enjoyed that i heard some, some people saying they thought it was kind of discombobulated because of the scene they were using because they actually used um like a set and it kind of leaves them limited on the motions and everything they can move it's like they're fighting in front of the trees instead of between the trees is what i heard i didn't feel that way i thought it was awesome uh, so i'm very curious what anybody else thinks out there the wood scenes whenever merrick and ahsoka are fighting i thought that was kick-ass i really enjoy them battling back and forth uh, the shin and sabine fight I did not care for so much. I thought, again, I felt like it was more like a cat and mouse. They were chasing each other more than fighting. Like they, one kept running from the other one. And I was just like, are we standing up and fighting? Are we gonna be running from, why, why, why are we doing this? And I don't know, maybe that was the whole point of Shin's plan was just to keep them busy. They just need to stay busy long enough for to get these coordinates. So maybe that was the plan all along, but I don't know. It just felt kind of chickenish to me. <laughs> My, my opinion, my humble opinion. Uh, the Balin Ahsoka fight, I, again, I thought that was really well. I love how Balin like pokes and prods. Um, another highlight is Balin's character. I love how they're building him up. Um, he's still got a lot of mystique to him. We don't know where he's coming from, what his background is. Um, it's sounding more and more like he you know, left the Jedi Order before Order 66, so he wasn't even in that to be a part of that destruction. I, I don't know, I just, he knows from experience because when Morgan was like, are you scared? Do I sense you're scared in there? He's like, no, that's experience. You don't mess with these Jedis. He's got a lot of respect for Jedis. And you could tell he really doesn't want to kill Ahsoka or Sabine for that matter. I think he more wants to turn them to his side. Uh, whether what that side is yet, I don't know because I'm still not sold on him being completely bad. 
he doesn't just like takes the bean out. He stops it and uses the force to gain her to his side, which I thought was very interesting. Another highlight for me was Hera coming to the rescue, being badass Hera. It's like, I don't care, I'm coming anyway. While we're speaking of that, part of the lowlights of that is she took Jason with her. It's like, that's bad parenting. I'm sorry, you don't take your kid to go fight these battles? Surely there's a droid or somebody, anybody that can watch Jason while she goes into battle. So I don't know, hopefully maybe he gets force sensitive because he does have the comments. Like Larry says, like I got a bad feeling about this, which is huge in Star Wars as well. So maybe that's the force coming out at him. You know, his dad is Kanan Jarrus. So who knows? Maybe he, he has a huge part to play in this down the line and that's why he needed to go. But to me, it just seemed like bad parenting. And then obviously Anakin's return, that was a huge shocker to so many people. I watched a ton of reaction videos and so many people's jaws were dropped and they were crying because they couldn't believe that the two of them were reunited and who knows where it's going to go from here. I have maybe some ideas, we'll see. Uh, some lowlights again were the Sabine and Shen fight, we talked, I talked about that. Merak dying so quickly, I did not see that coming. It was super cool that he, you know, he was obviously being kept alive by magic, but then all our theories, people thought there was Ezra, and I thought maybe it could be somebody else trained by Darth Vader that they were gonna face off. It was none of that. It all led up to nothing, and I'm sure Filoni and them are just laughing their asses off at us, but keeping it interesting, keeping us all engaged, that's what it's all about, I guess, so. But that turned out to be absolutely nothing. And I'm with Lyria. It's like, I cannot believe Sabine so easily gave up that map. It's like, you guys just had a whole conversation about it and you already give it up. So I'm with Lyria. I really hope this is like a whole big master plan that we're not aware of yet that they all came up with together. And this is just going to look bad for a while. We're going to think, you know, Sabine's always been one to be more inspired by the dark side, shall we say that maybe we're led to believe that she's going to turn to the dark side. I really hope that's not the case. And speaking of master plans, okay, so we're going to get into some crazy, maybe not crazy, who knows, theories. And one would be, again, this is a whole big master plan Ahsoka and Sabine already had going. And what I'm curious about is that when Balon said, you know, something greater than him, and Ahsoka knew what he was talking about, does she know he was meaning the world between the worlds? So it was, they then kind of orchestrated this whole thing and made it look like Ahsoka was dead so she could be between the world between the worlds to see the future and know the outcome of this. Because again, I'm not completely sold yet that Balin is completely bad. Shin, on the other hand, she seems a lot like Anakin. She's short-tempered doesn't always want to listen, wants to do things her way, and just seems really angry all the time. So I think maybe she is just flat out bad. Don't care for her, but I'm not completely sold on Balin. So I'm really wondering, is this like an all big master plan that they like telepathically knew in that instant that they could do this to work together? Because how else would she have gotten there? I don't know. And another theory I've been hearing going around is, is Anakin really even Anakin? Uh, is he just masquerading as somebody in the world between the worlds to get to Ahsoka and get cer certain information out of her? Because we got the Darth Vader music so quickly after he showed up, is he really Darth Vader and he's just baiting her into some trap? 
that could be. Or maybe it is actually Anakin and they're gonna go on this journey together in the world between the worlds, go back and see these past events, see these future events and kind of show her, look, it had to be this way for you to make these positive changes. We don't lead to destruction every time. You are gonna be the change. And that will basically absolve her of all this guilt that she's been carrying around that everybody keeps rubbing it in that she left him and that caused him to go to the dark side. So that'd be kind of cool. I would really enjoy that. And if it is somebody masquerading as Anakin to get to her, will somebody maybe come to her rescue like Ezra did before in the world between the worlds? Maybe not Ezra, or maybe it could be Ezra. He's talking to her from another world and guides her to where they're at so she could find them and then meet up with Hera and all them then. She goes on her own journey maybe um, and then saves Sabine and all this stuff. Or could it maybe be Kanan? That'd be pretty awesome to bring Kanan into this somehow because he had that really strong connection to those Lothal wolves. He even had the same name as them. And we never really got a lot of resolution with any of, any of that before he passed away. So that'd be super cool if we got Kanan into this live action show somehow like that because we got to see just a tiny little picture when Jason and Hera took off from their ship. Hey, there's a little picture there. You have to, it's really grainy. You had to look really fast to see it, but he was there. So that does that mean maybe he's been cast somewhere and maybe we'll get to see him? That would be super cool. I'd really love that too. And then lastly, obviously with Ahsoka possibly burning that map into her hand Indiana Jones style, that she had that map. They destroyed it, but does she still have at least half of it? Hopefully the important half of it to understand where that map is leading her to. Uh, does she see enough of it when she was standing there hopefully taking it all in and seeing where it was pointing to that one particular place they had in mind where that map in her hand can help lead her to that between the world between the worlds or does she come out of it and join Hera and this can go so many different directions I'm super excited I know Larry's kind of like iffy on the side of it but I'm stoked I cannot wait for episode five. We will be back next week, discuss episode five. Again, remember to like, subscribe, comment, share, all that fun stuff. We wanna hear from you guys. We wanna hear your theories, your thoughts. What are you thinking about Ahsoka so far? And we will see you guys next week. Bye guys.